Uh, I need to find my thingy. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. Welcome to The Rock. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the experienced Earth Stopper. Gentlemen, how are we? How has everyone been? Uh, Brett, you're like the Energizer Bunny today, so you can go. Am I? I'm on my first cup of coffee. I'm on my first cup of coffee. I'm not, I'm not quite as awake as I should be. Um, had a bit of a late night last night, and it's been a pretty busy week uh, working on projects with uh, Ben, like helping Ben. He's doing some really fun projects actually using uh, leftovers, and we'll call it just garbage uh, from the poop house because that's effectively what it is. Um, but he's doing a... If anybody's seen the deck that they have outside of the rental property, there's the deck that's always got Gary's running around on it. It's in everybody's stories. Um, it's a pretty terribly made deck, but a few years ago they put the Toja grid system on it. It's like the use of four by fours in these pre-made brackets. And Ben is building it out and making it kind of a lounge space and using some old um, wheel rims and hubs to make planters. And he's got a satellite dish that was sitting on Jess's property and he's converting it into like a hanging lounge chair. Uh, and I think he's got a couple more pieces of furniture that he's going to put together and it's going to create this little lounge space. So everybody's been helping with that just because it's a relatively large project. Amidst that, I've been over at the cabin a few times just putting together a little bit more organization and then really um, diving down the rabbit hole of what I need in terms of uh, materials to order or big box store purchases that I need to do. <clears throat> I've come to terms with the fact that uh, as much as I would like to be able to really cruise through uh, and do everything in a day or a weekend and really plan this project, of course, I'm spending a lot of time thinking, well, I want a really cool thing for the sink cabinet vanity thing. And I also want this very specific mirror shape. And I also want a toilet that's not white. And it turns out you can't get a pretty much anything other than white toilet anywhere <laughs> that sells toilets. Uh, I'm going to need a black can toilet. Paint, can you paint enamel toilets? I have seen, and there are, there are companies out there that create and like anything that's enameled mm. or um, like kitchen appliances, refrigerators and things like that. There are a few companies that create a paint. Um, the biggest thing with the toilet is the bowl and, and like the inner spaces that actually have water and refuse touching them. Um, they'll just break down over time. So then you'll end up with kind of smudgy, weird marks that, I don't know, aren't going to look good. <laughs> what did you just, Steve, was that you? Did you just send something? Uh, yeah, just uh, a black toilet from, I, mean, I, I doubt bigbathroomstore.co.uk is going to post to California. <laughs> but They won't, but luckily there is a very similar one available through Home Depot. So I will be doing the same thing. Appreciate you finding that. <laughs> yeah, it, they they they'll send it to your store. It's like whatever in their main storage facility, and they will just ship it to your store, and you pay for it, and you go and pick it up. I, so, yeah, sorry. The the main reason I sent that is because it was making me laugh. The fact that that one is like relatively inexpensive, but every other like 
black toilet bowl is like five or six hundred pounds because it's black right, right the minute yeah. you change it to that it's this like designer Ooh, yeah. you want something unique that's not white oh there's a like, there's a there's a gray one that looks so awful like <laughs> that's why would, why I would saw, anyone want that i searched for funsies i just searched like different colored toilets or different materials mm. and i did find one that was like a solid brass toilet and it was <laughs> thousands of dollars yeah um and i i think as a singular piece i can look at it and go wow that's really beautiful but think think if you walked into somebody's bathroom and it was a an absolutely normal bathroom but they had a solid brass toilet how ridiculous that would seem can you remember like i, I don't know if this was a thing in the states as well but in the uk in like the 70s and 80s it was all either like this horrible pastel green or avocado. pastel pink. Yeah. Yeah. It's avocado, avocado or, or salmon. Prawn. Yeah. <laughs> salmon. <laughs> Every time, like, that's what the, the bathroom in this place was like when I first moved in. It was a, a salmon colored toilet seat, salmon colored sink, and a shower that was too small for me to fit in. It was fucking <laughs> awful. Fantastic. Oh, uh, okay. So, anyway, yeah, like going down the rabbit holes of that, like, Steve instantly live. We've seen how the variables can go into one item for a bathroom. Um, trying to look for shower fixtures and what kind of faucet I want to use for the sink. Like all of that just becomes a rabbit hole in itself, mm -hmm. right? So I just need to start pulling the trigger on, I don't know, making decisions, just get one thing for now and then base some design aspects around that. Uh, so I'll be making a trip to the big box store, hopefully later today after the podcast and picking up at least the things that I'll need to do for initial demo and prepping. So just get the shower pan out, prep the walls and have everything ready to, to do the actual processes that need to get done. The black toilet thing I'm very excited about because it's just, I feel like that's going to be a big statement to go. I don't want a white toilet in my very dark bathroom. I want a black one. And then mm. just putting one in. It's going to be great. Um, besides that, I have got a, well, I've got a few other projects that I've really got, got to get cracking on. The Forged Home channel uh, is growing already steadily just based on the one nice. video. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'll get another video out for that, probably just showing how I do the the goal zero setup for anybody that wants to get into the off-grid aspects of things. Like I'm still pushing towards, you know, getting onto the grid because I have to for my coding and zoning. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, the man who I purchased the property from, same guy that uh, sold Jess that property, the poop house property. He called me to do a check-in, which he's done every now and then. And it turns out he's got multiple of these same properties where it was a small cabin that was built with the idea of Airbnb it, having it be an off-grid thing. He needs help because he has to take every single one of these and put them through the same process that I've effectively done. Yeah. And, you know, we are not one to shy away from maybe being able to pay the bills a bit easier. So as much as I'd like to not have to pick up extra works and things like that, it is part of the gig. I 
I know the life that I'm in and I, I know that I would like to be a little bit further ahead uh, financially, just be able to make, you know, better investments into the cabin. So I will actually probably be picking up a little bit of a side gig, um, doing some logistics and consultation work for that kind of um, just like applying for permits and the same kind of thing for those properties. It'll be extra work put on the table, but hopefully it ends up benefiting me in the end. And I don't really see any reason why helping the guy that technically owns my property still that I'm paying, um, it will probably be beneficial in the end to help him out. Maybe he can scratch my back at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about it. I'm just continuing the excitement of of getting things done and and making progress on the cabin. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that I, I, Obviously, got a little overexcited about the uh, the whole toilet talk thing. Um, <laughs> toilet talk. It's uh, don't don't shake your head at me, Al. You got just as excited by the glowing yeah, green toilet as I did. To talk about the toilets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not. Um, but yeah, no, it it I, I, it sounds really good that you've uh, that you might be able to pick up a bit, a bit of extra work as well because uh, yeah, it's it, it's always good. It's better to have too much work than not enough. Yeah, um, precisely. Al, what about you? Speaking of people that don't have enough work, what, what, what have you been up to? So I too have been wrangling snakes into buckets in the middle oh, of the <laughs> I wrangled a snake yesterday. <laughs> Thanks for that, Al. Um, my toilet decided to um, just completely stop working and the flush snapped and I had to replace the entire siphon. So Yay! I've been without a flushing toilet for an entire week. So that was uh, quite unpleasant, taking apart a, <laughs> I don't know, 50-year-old toilet and yeah. all the things that go with it i mean the weird thing is it wasn't the part that the poo and the wee goes Mm. it was only water but after decades water can get pretty disgusting yeah and lots of things can grow and um (laughs) yeah yeah, so completely cleaning that out and at the same time um the bathroom sink decided to no longer drain so i had to remove all the piping in that clean all that out so there's lots of bleach and uh, swearing <laughs> and trying to find spanners that would fit bizarre yeah. fittings and stuff so trips to the plum center um but now everything is hunky-dory and dry so i can poo <laughs> and not have to use a bucket to flush um plumbing hey, can i can i yeah, just throw on. it in there that i also fixed the toilet in the main bathroom here there you go. yesterday like Fantastic. it's been toilet week man it's <laughs> potty mouth um so, yes, uh, toilet toilet talk aside, um, <laughs> we had the first sort of practical session at the Scouts, which was great, where awesome. I took the took the Vitara up and just basically got Very them nice. to replace spark plugs and yes, child yes. labor. Well, you say that, Steve, but it's for a good cause. Um, and yeah, they're about halfway through learning the basics of a car, which is great. Um, and did I, I talked to you guys last week about the kind of egg-shaped wheels, didn't I? And the yeah. Just being yeah, completely yeah. bent and buckled. So I managed to, 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 to persuade the guy to, to balance them properly. So I've at least got a full mm. set now of wheels yeah. that, are, that are balanced, if not ovoid. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll worry about the rest of the sort of suspension geometry and stuff when I get a bit of cash. Yeah. Um, so for all intents and purposes, the car is now finished. Um, and on that note, I just got the latest vlog episode up, which kind of wraps that chapter of the story up, um, ready for next week where I can just basically start 
ripping it out and building mm-hmm. beds and wooden frames and yeah mattresses and foam and kind of storage and all that stuff um and then brett also thinking about electrics and and a solar system and a bit of a leisure battery and stuff i'm just just more what i need than anything else mm. um I, i've kind of got the basics of the wiring worked out it's just more enough to power it how much mm-hmm. sun do you get in the north of england <laughs> um, <laughs> that kind of thing yeah um and then yesterday i managed to get the first bit of gardening done of the year yeah it's like almost july uh it was the first time i had off and it wasn't wet or raining or <laughs> i was working and it basically got to the point where like the postman couldn't even get to the front door because yeah. everything was so overgrown <laughs> <laughs> and like the, the rose bushes and stuff were just like completely covering the driveway so yeah a nice healthy morning of, of ripping out weeds and uh, it's very satisfying but nice um, needed to be done yeah Awesome, man. And talking about sponsors, Brett, and um, getting a little extra bit of income. Yes. Uh, got my first sponsor in, in the latest vlog video, so um, I won't put any spoilers out, but if anyone wants to watch it, uh, feel free. Yeah. Uh, Mike as excited as I did. It, it was it was brilliant because I uh, obviously saw a, a clip, and, uh, and I think you dealt with it in, in perfect owl fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I no, can't wait to watch that. <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. Uh, and it, I having been to yours recently, um, I can fully appreciate just how much work that must have been to uh, to get all the the garden under control again. Um, yeah, I, however, what have I done? You ask. I, I have not, I've not had to fix any toilet issues. Although the the kit, the bathroom sink is draining slowly so i might have to have a look at that but mm. yeah. well it's good um, to hear that your stomach is in uh <laughs> it's good yeah uh but yeah i've i've been in the the, the having to use a bucket to flush situation many a time i, th- I think it's having long hair because my ba- my sinks never used to get fucking yeah jammed up <laughs> <laughs> now they do yeah um yeah, and dogs as well. Like having to wash the dog in the shower is a fucking nightmare. Um, uh, yeah, what have I been up to this week? Other than other than not fixing a toilet, uh, yeah, you I posted some really fantastic photos throughout the week. Did I? Did yeah. you? Instagram's been a nice little place for you. Okay, maybe I'm lying. Whatever, Steve. <laughs> I, I pay attention to what you do. It's fine. Oh wait, on stories. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I I I can't remember what I put up. Um, right. uh, I, I'm glad uh, I care I, so much. <laughs> some, at least someone does. At least I know. Um, I uh, finished building the IKEA thing that's that's going to go here behind me, uh, but I haven't yet managed to move all the shit over. Um, mostly because I haven't had time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just been another like busy work week. Um, and this weekend, I uh, today, in fact. Uh, it was over. Mum and Dad's getting the garage prepped and sorted ready for next weekend um, for working on the truck, which I'm super excited about. Uh, and yeah, I'm I've kind of been excuse me burping a lot. Um, I've kind of been trying <laughs> trying to get set uh, stuff sorted for that um, so that I know what I'm. Uh, oh, well, like, fucking words. Sorry, guys. I. I'm not braining very well today. It's I, I I think I'm dehydrated. Um 
Yes. So I was over mum and dad's and managed to get the the garage cleared out, which was a fucking mission because it was full of furniture that is it was, it was like a hundred years old before it went into a, a damp garage that doesn't have a proper <laughs> door on it. And now it's all just falling apart. So yeah, that was that was Ooh. super fun to deal with. Um and uh the other thing that I was just about to talk about that was actually interesting that I've forgotten uh because my brain's not working. Uh fuck. Yeah, my I I'm I'm not not having a good a good podcast this week. Um and I I, I love how I love, I love the faces you guys are pulling. Like Brett's is kind of like a sympathetic, like you're <laughs> fucked, but I'm not helping you. And Al's just looking at me like, oh for fuck's sake, sweetie, just uh, hurry up. Um, well, you posted some amazing things that the Forge is going to be doing, like giveaways, and, and uh, you can ooh. win. No, that, was, is. That, that was the other thing that I was going to talk about. Thank you. Uh, nothing to do with that. Um, I uh, I went to see uh, Mister Make Things. Um, Philip, uh, who is uh, only an hour away, but I haven't seen him for a very long time, um, and picked up a blacksmith vice that he was donating to me. And I was supposed to pick it up like two and a half years ago, maybe, um, but forgot. And then COVID happened and, and just it, it didn't kind of happen. Um, but yeah, so I went and picked that up, had a, a nice like socially distanced coffee with him um and kind of caught up and talked about photography uh which i'll come on to when we when we do the spiffings later uh but also talked about the competition that him and tim are both running they're both running separate competitions tim's doing something with scrapwood which i will fully admit i have no idea what he's doing but you should definitely go and have a look at Tur turg works uh to see what he's doing because every time i hear scrapwood challenge i just sing pasks makes his uh um but uh phil is also doing an opinal knife opinal 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 open don't just look at help help me al well how do you say it don't, don't just sit there how do you say what how do you say what op steve op opinal opinal the knife the french knife company Red's gonna kill me because I'm butchering his language. Um, anyway, that the, the famous French knife company. Um, he is doing a competition on modifying your opinel. Opinel. <laughs> gets better every time you say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's done a competition where if you modify one of the knives, uh, I, I don't even know if there is a prize. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun, funky thing to do if uh, if you haven't got a lot of space and stuff like that, and you just want to. Have a small little project to um, to get the creative juices flowing. Uh, so yeah, go check out Phil Makes Things on Instagram for details of the project, which he'll actually provide. Unlike me, whereas I've just talked about it for five minutes because my brain doesn't work. Um, but yeah, that was super lovely. Um, it's been a really like weird work week. Like it's been it's been really busy. We've, so talked about it before. We've got the uh, the two young guys that are working for us, um, Charlie and Richard. And um, we've had a, a bit of a, um, not not a bad week, but there's been a, a few things that have gone over to the office and Al has kind of final quality control checked them and they've had to come back over um, for a number of reasons. And there's some stuff that never even made it over to the office because 
um, stuff wasn't quite right. Um, and it's it's funny because the, the guys are working from the same um, cheat sheets that we're working from. So we have postcards with all the information on. Um, so they're getting the, the, they've got the same information, but how they interpret that information and what they do with that information is slightly different um, and doesn't always produce the same result. Whether that's due to uh, lack of knowledge or lack of experience, I'm not quite sure. But um, but I think with with Richard in particular, he's he's got a lot of experience in this kind of field. Um, he was working at an engineering firm beforehand, uh, and the way that he takes on and processes that inf that information, um, and you can give it to him, and he will he'll come back and he he might ask a few questions, he might double check stuff, but then he'll go ahead and he'll he'll produce a thing. And he'll come back and he'll double check and say, right, is this right? Is this okay? And there might be a couple of tweaks that you need to do. And generally, with um, uh, with Richard, he's he's very conscientious. He's very like, okay, what do I need to do? Is this right? And he'll ask a question. Um, and if you say that mouse is really annoying, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it, was, it was really distracting. I kept stopping halfway through a sentence because I was getting distracted by it. Uh, it's such a dick. Um, yeah, so like with Richard, you, he can take the information, he'll go away, he'll ask questions. Um, if you say, actually, this is like, I, I'm being really pedantic here, but if you can just get this little bit a bit better, then that's that's absolutely perfect. Like, this is a passable product, but you could improve it by doing this. Um, but yeah, and I'm not entirely sure why uh, at the time. And this is nothing against Charlie. Charlie is very, very good at what he does. It's just the fact that he doesn't always... Uh, he takes a little bit longer to process the information sometimes. Um, and I don't know why. Um, and that kind of segues beautifully into Brett's topic this week of uh, information versus not knowledge and experience. Yeah. yeah. Information versus knowledge and experience. Did so... you say inflammation? Information or inflammation? Inflammation of the brain. Oh, okay. Which is a... You know, it's an effect that knowledge has on it. Anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, I was just thinking about this recently with um, some of the problem solving I'm, I'm trying to do and some of the uh, approaches I'm going to be taking to the cabin leads me to think that the way my brain processes information where like I will read something, it then makes sense to me. And then I'm trying to put that information to use. <clears throat> I would consider that... Like if it works, you know, and I achieve the goal that I was going for, I have gained knowledge through that process. And then I've, I'll be able to put it to practical use in the future. Um, another example of that, just to give everybody that's listening uh, context, the deck that I was talking to or talking about earlier, where Ben is creating this thing has been just screwed up. Like whoever built it, uh, before they started renting the property, did a very bad job of constructing it. So it functions as a platform that you can exist on top of. But uh, while Ben was moving around and climbing on the ladder and everything, I couldn't get over the fact that this one section of boards was just, it was three or four inches below the rest of it. It had bowed down and we didn't really know why, but I looked underneath it. Having just built my little deck over at my place, I realized that the joist plates and the brackets and some of the things were just gone or they had fallen off, you know, the boards had pulled out. Yeah. And so I was able to take open 
or I was able to take off a couple of the boards on top, fix the joists with proper hardware, which again, having just done the deck and they tell you very specifically, you should use these really long nails and really long screws because you're doing it at diagonals or whatever. I only found one nail and it was maybe an inch long, <laughs> like a tech <laughs> nail. Um, I was like, yeah, well, you know, of course this is not going to work now trying not to be shitty about it and just judge the other person who built this thing. It's more like, I don't, I wouldn't have known that I wouldn't have done anything different than just shooting a couple of screws into it in the past. But this time around I used proper nails, proper screws, the things that I had learned from researching before I did my deck. So I have that knowledge going forward. No, I am absolutely not an expert, but I do know that I will be able to put what I know to use and it will serve the function that I need it to. Um, when it comes to the conversations we've had in the past about people that are able to watch a bunch of YouTube videos and, you know, yes, there are the people that will say I am now an expert because I've, I've read a few articles or I've watched a few videos that will always exist. But when it comes to our day to day lives, between the three of us, we have a tendency to surround ourselves with people who are more knowledgeable in the thing that we are trying to do, or we just through our little group or our community that we've created, we have access to people who have expert level knowledge of this stuff and yeah. can't just point us in the direction of an article or a YouTube video to go and watch. They have done it. They have experience in it. They have uh, the knowledge that goes further than, than the, like the first step in the solution process. My example I was talking about with the boys before the podcast was uh, my grandfather, who was a mechanic for 30 or 40 years, uh, if we ever had a car problem, I would call him on the phone and he would have me hold the phone out the window of the car towards the engine compartment and then just run the car. And he could tell me what was wrong with it based on the noise. And nine times out of 10, he was correct. Um, but it wasn't just the fact that he could hear a belt slipping. It was, okay, well, we'll fix the belt, but it actually could be the five other parts that are in that same process. So not having that top level knowledge, not plugging it into the computer systems that give you a readout nowadays and say, well, yeah, your gas cap is loose. Oh, that's why my front right wheel is missing is my gap. My gas cap is gone. You're right. Your computer is absolutely right. I came here asking about a tire. Um, I get a little thrown off by the way that technology saves us nowadays or saves us a lot of time and is a very efficient process. But who are, who are the folks in your lives that you guys are reaching out to when you have an issue? You know, Steve, you've told so many stories about your father and, and the whole farm situation where he seems like the guy that just knows a few things about a few things. Mm. And Al, I've, I've come to you multiple times over the years of knowing you where it's like, what about this thing? You ever done anything with this? And oddly enough, you may have played around with whatever that problem I'm trying to solve, uh, whether it's like wiring or electronics or maybe just an old piece of kit that I don't know anything about. Go on now. So I'm going to guess petrol cap was off, moisture was getting in the tank, it was causing a misfire down the left bank, and it was uh, excessive vibrations, <laughs> and the driver was a larger set gentleman, um, so the offside kind of uh, steering bushes were had excessive wear on them and it just caused the uh, the tire to fall off. 
Ah, yeah. And there's just one more thing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think um, the, hearing you talk about it, Brett, obviously it's stuff we've we've kind of touched on before about this idea of what is, you know, knowledge versus kind of um, information. Mm. And, and, and I think one thing we've never really touched on um, is an idea of like instinct or um, confidence. Because I think I think the the example with the, your granddad's great, and, and it's like you could you could hold up a, a a some sort of technical sensor that could maybe hear the sound of the fan belt, or something. You know, yeah. you could get the computer to do it. Maybe I don't know, um, but it would be his confidence in in his experience. I think which would lead to a, a positive diagnosis, yeah. and I think that goes. You also mentioned Brett when we were chatting just before the show about like brake lines, like making your own brake lines. Like I understand the principles of it, and I know what tools are required, and I could very easily just trace existing brake lines and replicate them. But I absolutely do not have the confidence and experience to undertake that job, mm. even though technically I could, I could one hundred percent do it, yeah, and know everything that goes into it because it's something so critical in the safety, I just, I don't think I would be able to like allow myself to do it. And I don't yeah. mean like legally or like morally. I mean, I think, I think I would physically stop myself from being able to do it. Yeah. Like somehow like sabotage my own work because I, I don't have that, um, that level of, of experience on something where I, I can do it on instinct. Mm. And I think, I think that's a really important thing that we like, yeah, you can look something up in a book. Yes, you can watch a video of it, but like, there's, I think there's another level beyond that. It's a little bit more like spiritual, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, another thing, I'll throw this at Steve uh, for a blacksmithing example, since it's our second favorite topic outside of uh, toilets, cars, and toilets. Steve, I, I know this is a running discussion in the blacksmithing community and more specifically the knife making community, but we're going to use the knife making as an example of um, the idea that you're able to reproduce a process is that that's really just a lot of um, like repetition and basic um, let's see basic science of like heat it to this level put it in a liquid to make it hard and then temper it or whatever, you know, that whole process of say making a knife can be repeated. And if it's repeated this exact way that you've read about or seen, you will achieve this goal. Hopefully. Yeah. But what happens and what is the biggest difference between if you guys run into an issue, say like the broken, what was it? A Sloyd or, or blacksmith's knife. I can't remember like Joe and Alex both oh, posted good. about it. The tang on the uh, the small paring knife. Yeah, if that happens to the person that that doesn't really have this like experience or knowledge or, or really like a let's say problem solving or <clears throat> or real understanding in the metallurgy and the, and the processes, how do you go about solving something like that? You know, or or is there a talent in being able to look at it and know what needs to be changed? I I feel like knowing how to solve the problem or knowing maybe it's not the spiritual thing like you're talking about, Alex, but it's like, you know, when something is wrong mm. and you also know what can be changed to make that thing not wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think like, 
I, I kind of get what you mean. Um, I think the that particular example of the knife is is possibly a, a, a bad example of what you mean because that was that was a case where Joe literally was on the like the very last tap of fitting the bolster and it snapped and he went, "Well, oh, fuck." Um, right. There was no there was no prior knowledge of the fact that it was wrong, and it was very much a case of like, "Well, this is this is fucked now." Oh well, <laughs> chuck it to one side and and right. it it'll probably sit there for a while and then get thrown away. Um, But I think it's that repetition and that um, building that muscle memory is uh, is an important thing because although you're repeating the same process over and over and over again, it then informs other things because you have knowledge and you have knowledge of of that experience. And every time you fuck up on that that one thing that you're repeating, it it gives you more experience, gives you more knowledge. Um, so when you then apply that to um, to to something else, so say say for example, uh, person A, Jeff has been making blacksmith knives for a year, and he's made a hundred blacksmith knives um, uh, every month for a year. Um, he's going to made a lot of fuck ups. He's going to have built a lot of muscle memory, and he's going to be able to apply those skills to something else. So if he's then put next to Tom, who has never done any kind of um, uh, blacksmithing knives, but he's you know, he's he's played around in his workshop for the last year, dicking around with a bunch of different things. He's not necessarily going to have the same skill set that he can apply. So if they're both given the same information, um, basically what I'm trying to say is if you've got a prior experience, you can apply that experience to... Um, uh, to different skill sets and different um, circumstances, um, and I think again, what you were talking about with with the break lines and with stuff like that, and, and what we were talking a little bit about in the pre-show is the fact that if you have a, a knowledge and understanding of the entire process, then you can make much more informed decisions and inform your own actions based on that knowledge when following simple instructions, like. Perfect example is I uh, building this IKEA thing. Uh, I got ninety percent of the way through it, following the instructions, and then suddenly realised that the way that they'd laid out the the very first setup, there are um, two two panel or four panels, which are like two pairs of panels, um, and only one of them is different in any way, shape, or form. Um, but the orientation that they were showing these panels it didn't show what that difference was so i didn't think it mattered and it wasn't until the very last like step i went ah fuck i fucked this up so i now have to take these things apart and redo it um if i'd built one of those before and i had that knowledge or if i'd even bothered going (laughs) all the way through the instructions to the end of it and going ah so when i do it i need to make sure that that first step i do it like this and not like that um yeah, I think like knowledge of of the process is helps inform you when you are provided with limited information. I mean, yeah. that, that is a very literal example, but like the 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 nervousness of reading mm. a, an an IKEA uh, instruction assembly, yeah, versus having put something apart, uh, put something together, and then taking it apart before mm. and knowing instinctively how to do it. Is the difference between yeah. like an hour and two minutes? Yeah, almost literally, and like to the point where I was like, 
can I just become a professional Hemnes assembler and just go around people's <laughs> houses and just knock out like furniture from IKEA in like five yeah. minutes? Because like I can I can do that with my almost literally with my eyes closed now because I've moved yeah. house so many times and had to take this furniture down and put it back together so many times. Yeah. That like it it transcends like <laughs> the ability to absorb information into just yeah. I've done it so many times, it's like muscle memory, like you say. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> with Steve's example, I really like that you bring up the the process idea, the knowledge of the process idea. Um, in my mind, it's about this, uh, like if you were able to translate to somebody else, the process of doing anything, putting together the Ikea shelf or making a knife. Um, what always gets to me is, you know, it's, it's a lot based on how you're able to communicate these things with people or how good you are at communicating these things to people. But when I talk about the referencing the article that you read online or whatever, we know that it's a garbled mess. Anytime you ever look at like a Reddit forum or anything of how to put Ikea furniture together, you'll get 700 different people telling you different things that you need to do. Um, if I were to say, uh, Steve, tell me in six steps how to make a knife. And you could say, okay, you want six steps. You want, that's a very short list you know so we're probably not forging that we're, i'm probably not telling you the process of forging out the shape so we're going to cut it out first first step cut the knife out second step maybe grind it a little bit or clean up your edges third step heat treat quench all that kind of stuff and then you're talking about the finishing if at any point in that process because i don't have any prior knowledge or i'm somebody who's never done this before if anything goes wrong and I'm not aware of the full process and how it all works together. I don't know where things went wrong. Hmm. I wouldn't know what to change. Hey, Steve, I followed your instructions to the letter and it didn't work. Yeah. Knife broke, knife uh, cracked, chipped, whatever. So in, in, this, in this world that we live in where we could get a parsed down Cliff's Notes version of how to build and make almost everything, how to fix a car, I can look up a six minute YouTube video of how to fix my car inside and out. I feel like that might need more than six minutes to explain how to take my engine completely apart. But the person, the person that I'm keeping in my mind, you know, like who would I call about this thing or who do I want to gain the knowledge of? They know how to do it in six minutes. It took him 30 years or 40 years or however many hours, let's maybe not even say years, but however many hours to figure out exactly how to do that in six minutes. It's also why they're worth their time when you pay them. Um, but they know where all the problem parts or problem spots are. They, they know how the Ikea panels are supposed to be oriented or they know that the brake lines on my Chevy truck are just slightly different than the ones on the GMC truck, even though they're kind of made in the same plant. And if you didn't have full process knowledge, you wouldn't know that you had to make just, just a 42 degree bend here rather than a 45 degree bend here. And like in my mind, being able to not only uh, like source that information, yeah, that's a talent. But it's even more important if you can collect people around you that have that knowledge. And we're, we're very lucky to, to have the little community that we've created. But um, Steve, you've got a gentleman coming down that knows a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to fabricating and welding. And like, why do you see it so important to reach out to somebody who has the knowledge that 
you have experience doing some of these things, but like, why do you think it's important to reach out? Do you think it's because you're going to learn a ton or you just want it to be done right? Yes, Steve, why don't you talk? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll answer very quickly and then hand it back over to, to Al. Um, uh, basically, because I mean, it's like we said on the, the episode a couple of weeks ago, um, like, yeah, I, I can do it, but it's going to take someone else uh, like a quarter of the time to do a better job. Like, I know what my limitations are. I'm not like the generally if I'm getting someone else in to, to do something, it's because the the process is not my um my the, the process is not what i'm enjoying it's it's the end goal that i'm i'm going for um so i'm not overly concerned if i have hands on every step of the way uh my my desire is for the end goal to to be completed in the best possible way it can be um same with the bathroom like i'm the more i think about it, the more i'm just going to get uh, the the plumber to do the whole thing because they're like I, i'd literally just be doing it to save myself money and i'd actually be costing myself money by doing it because i'd be taking more time out and doing a worse job so it makes no sense um al you you are a gift what would you like to say um what's the opposite of a segue um so <laughs> just going uh, back to brett a quad, to kind of, a quad. there you go um just going back to what you're talking about kind of that that team that you have around you or that kind of um person that you can re reach out to the, the the granddad example really mm -hmm. resonated with me um because like i i look at you guys in the desert and obviously it's extremely kind of impressive and you're inspiring a lot of people and it, it looks super creative and kind of all kind of bouncing ideas off one another but what i i i see is missing is like a guru like the old wise man sat in the middle of all you are at the back quietly yeah. because like obviously like ben's doing something new every time but you can see like you know does some join me and you're kind of like oh or does some welding and you're like oh but that's not the point that's not why he's yeah. doing it he's doing it because it's accessible and you can do it with basic tools and that's you know that's that's what he's he excels at and the same with mike it's like you know 1-800 super pro like you know for a reason <laughs> um and i kind of feel like that the 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 missing piece of that puzzle is like this this withered old like just maybe just a specialist in one thing who, who mm. can just instinctively just say to it so you guys like anything like yeah like you say, Brett, it's 42 degrees, not 45 degrees. Yeah. And I think just having that presence is super important because as much as we're all sponges for information and love trying new things and all this stuff, I think there's a, a respect to be given to that, that um, Terry English moment mm -hmm. where you're just like, even just, even just being near someone, you don't even have to ask them anything. You just need to yeah. like look at them or look at their hands or look at, you know, like, like being around Jimmy, like, you know, just, just seeing that ability to, instinctively know about things and i'll give you a bit of a, a story before handing over to steve um the chairman at our work he's very much like a old school like 80s like um it's time for a hostile hostile makeover kind of guy <laughs> style um but he had he, he, always, he always has this thing called the thumb gutty principle and if we we're <laughs> doing a bit of work and trying to make a decision on like a design or like a, a, an approach or something he always talks about thumb gutty and it's like it came, I think the story came from he he once 
was working for like a contractor who had just worked so long in the business that he used to go to a building site and just like hold up his thumb and like close his eye and just like kind of measure up the, the building site. Yeah. And he'd used and then he used to jab it into his tummy. <laughs> and he and he'd say, if it feels good, we'll build on the site. If it doesn't feel good, we'll 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 go somewhere else. And he obviously it wasn't like extraterrestrial or anything. Like he he yeah. wasn't some sort of psychic. It it's like was a just, divining rod. Yeah. But people who divine water just know where the water is. It's got nothing yeah. to do with the fucking sticks in their hand. It, he he he'd been doing it so long that he could instinctively know whether a site was right or not hmm. whether it's the lay of the land or you know where the sun came up and then came down and how that would affect people and you know where the roads were and things like that so he knew that but then he, he just had a bit of fun with it and made it about this like almost yeah. this like trademarked principle of his like oh it doesn't <laughs> and and our chairman's like translated that into design now so he'll sit in a in a room quite quietly at the back watching observing and just know whether something's right or not yeah, you know, and there might be the best whiz kid designer in the room who like knows all the new techniques and does all these funky cutting edge stuff, but it's no match for years of experience and and instinct and mm. and that that just that feeling that you know is it right in my gut? Yeah, I think like it, it's weird because I think a lot of that comes from like say from ex from experience, but also it's having the the confidence to be able to say actually no this isn't this isn't gelling sort of thing like i think I've, I've said a few times before like the the biggest reason that i maintained uh the job that i had in it was because i was the guy that was willing to ask dumb questions because i had i had the confidence that actually it's okay to not understand what was going on like the amount of times i've been sat in a room where people have been like someone's come up with an idea and everyone's gone uh yeah yeah that sounds that sounds really good that sounds great okay let's do that and i've just stuck my hand up and gone i i don't get it why why would you do that that sounds dumb and it doesn't make any sense like can you explain it so that it makes sense and and either they'd explain it and i'd go yeah no that's that's a terrible idea and it's gonna fail for all these reasons or i'd go ah okay i totally get it now yeah that makes sense thanks for thanks for explaining it like there was no downside to asking that question but a lot of people lack the, the confidence to do it um and i think um with regards to what you were saying about the like having the the guru on the maker ranch or something like that um and with jimmy and, and things like that like i think being surrounded by people like that is a really really good thing and that's part of the reason why i um i'm looking forward to having jim down is just because it's it's this weird phenomenon of um confidence via proxy like mm -hmm. having someone else there that just when when you go right okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it like that and i'm gonna use this thing to do it with and when they don't turn around and say or like look at you funny or whatever like i'm going <laughs> oh, okay I, right i i know that that's not a terrible idea sort of thing and and you just go ahead and you start doing it and and when you have that other person around when you see them do things in a um in a confident way all of a sudden, it start, you start going, oh, well, that's not that, surely that's not that difficult. Like, yeah, I mean, I, for fuck's sakes, like looking at Al, like the the the, the stuff that he forges, um, sorry, this is uh, Al Pohl, um, like looking at him when he's he's forging something and going, fuck, yeah, that, that takes a lot of work. You know, he must be really, uh, like, you know, 
another level sort of thing. And then realizing that he can't make a cup of tea properly. And oh, also, we, we haven't spoken about Joe and his horrible tea making. Um, we'll wait until we get him on. I think yeah. he deserves a public uh, shaming for that. <laughs> we'll not talk about it behind his back. Um, but yeah. Uh, with with regards to like that, it, it, it's the fact that it's it's realizing that oh, actually, our is just a, literally a normal person. It's just the fact that he's he's got the confidence with the hammer to do these things. And yes, obviously, there's experience and there's muscle memory and, and all of that built up. But I think a huge part of of um, I don't want to say being good or being successful because they sound like such wanky terms, but a huge part of being successful in whatever way that is is confidence and quite often that confidence can come just literally from having someone else in the room that you have respect for that you see doing the same thing and going ah i, I can totally do that i mean uh, we we'll talk about jimmy but like jimmy would often talk about his gurus yeah and the old crusty guys that he'd have around because they had a million times more experience than him or yeah or him being in awe of like tony machining something and, and yeah just just that that specific skill and that that kind of yeah i don't want to keep using the word instinct but that ability to almost like listen to the materials and you know yeah. I, it's like that in the kitchen like i'm, I'm like that with food like like mm. I'm, I'm sure franco's the same it's like that ability to just like almost feel what's going on yeah and and, and no, you know like people looking at best before dates just <laughs> never ceases to amaze me. Like, yeah. if you don't know whether a food is safe to eat, I don't think you should be allowed to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah. give food to other people. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, like, I'm, I'm constantly thinking, like, who, who are these guys that you want around in, 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 in the kind of the make or break moments? Like, mm. I, I, I just, and it doesn't have to be that jack of all trades that we always kind of preach about. Right. Like, oh, I'll be great in the zombie apocalypse because I can do yeah. anything. Yeah, it's like yeah. What that means is the the dressing that you put on will probably fall out in a couple of days, and that person will die gangrene. Yeah, and the, the 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 welding job you did on the 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 big fuel truck will probably break in a in a couple of weeks. So you know everyone's going to die. So like, yeah, being a jack of all trades isn't necessarily the best thing in the world in that situation. You're probably yeah. better off to have one, you know, Doctor Malty for for his his medical <laughs> needs <laughs> and Ellen to, to, to be the seamstress. And it's like, yeah, you're starting to get your experience up. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, but I thought you were waving. <laughs> oh, was that, was that towards me? I mean, I'll just, I'll add the, uh, because we've talked about the zombie teams recently. Um, and we seem to just keep coming back to James, which like, <laughs> I'll take, I'll take him for a lot of reasons, but he can leave his truck. No, we need it. We, what we need and walking to prove this is a farmer. Yeah. yeah. Somebody that actually knows how Tend to the crops and actually food. feed people. Yeah. You're going to die of starvation a lot quicker than you're going to die of like, not be, not feeling very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I woke up I mean, a bit tired today. Yeah, we've got a bit of a headache. <laughs> we haven't eaten in months. <laughs> yes, uh, funny how important it becomes uh, to be able to produce food and uh, drink at all. potable water. Potable water. <laughs> I'm going to have Al on my team for the reason that he'll make a really cool logo for my zombie yep. squad. So you got to look cool. It's yeah, on reason. your raids. But I think... I think uh, like just to bring it slightly back onto on the topic, like I think like, the the fact that you were talking about uh, instinct is is really good because like I 
I don't know a single um, chef that I uh, who whose food I've eaten and I've I've enjoyed who when they're making a meal measures stuff precisely and follows a recipe to the T. It's always it's Gary Rhodes. Yeah, is Gary Rhodes still even alive? I don't. Is he? I think. Maybe anyway, he just had the dignity to not shame himself in yeah. public, like people yeah. like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, like every every chef that I know that I I I get to see, like they yes they'll they'll create a recipe for a um uh a, a dish or whatever, but when they're actually cooking, it's all done on instinct. It's all done on flavor. It's all, um, I mean, obviously if you, if you're someone like Heston where you're making something that relies on the structural integrity <laughs> of a balloon, then fair enough. Um, but like the, like normal, like everyday eating sort of thing, it's all done on like, yeah. How, how much salt is in a pinch of salt? Like, is it a big pinch? Is it a little pinch? Is it, how many grains is that? And, um, and you have to obviously flavor and like the the whole thing of seasoning to taste like you have to have that 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 knowledge it's all well and good having that information there but because the, the 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 fucking perfect example is uh in one of the marvel movies i don't think it was endgame maybe it was done before that uh where vision is making um food sorry goulash yes goulash. paprikash yeah. paprikash sorry uh yeah he's making paprikash and he doesn't know how much paprika could put in because he's following the recipe but it tastes like old stock. recipe uh, well, you know it wasn't he following a recipe and then uh wanda was like no 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 don't follow the recipe put some of this and do some of this and do that um but yeah like so that's the kind of thing like if you and if you have ingredients that are aren't exactly the same like if, if you buy three peppers they're not necessarily all going to be the same size you know, you peppers. can't yeah yes bell peppers um but yeah you, you can get small peppers and big peppers especially if you buy the wonky veg rather than the fucking uniform standard veg and the wonky veg is cheaper and nicer um and uh and yeah <laughs> what what are we, we looking at to talk about toilets please sorry well, it's wonky veg. Gary wonky Rhodes veg. is veg. You is know he? what? Yeah. Fuck I have to I put this out there. Steve's, Steve's saying uh, all these things about cooking analogies. While watching <clears throat> bathroom renovation videos and looking at these contractors who clearly know a ton about what they're doing, and they are professionals, and they are well-respected on their YouTube channels, I came into the same fucking thing with wall putty like spackling whatever where he's like mix it to the consistency of peanut butter <laughs> well the oily kind where it's not homogenized or like yeah. is it is it the cheap jiff peanut butter that <laughs> is stiff and just tastes like sugar or like do you want me to get the organic stuff is it crunchy i don't know it's supposed to be a powdery mixture tell me yogurt as always, or tell me whipped cream. I don't know. Like none of it makes sense. And all of these analogies that people try and use is like what the consistency of, I, I'm so much more aware of now having talked to both of you guys and bringing it up. I'm like, I love peanut butter. Don't equate it to this, this amazing liquid buttery goodness that I love because I've tried every kind of peanut butter. And now I don't know what consistency to mix <laughs> mud drywall mud too God damn. yeah um 
but yeah, I, I think like that's kind of like the the crux of it though is we like with when you, the difference between knowledge or experience and just processing the information is it all breaks down to being able to deal with um to deal with wonky veg and the 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 non-standard stuff like and knowing what like when someone says something like the consistency of peanut butter and knowing <laughs> what consistency which specific peanut butter that actually is yeah how warm is it <laughs> yeah exactly like warm peanut butter is obviously going to be a lot better um but like again like that that sort of stuff it only comes i think with uh either a larger base knowledge or with um with experience um and that's not to say that not having that experience is a bad thing um it's just like yeah, like having having people around that have that experience that you can ask those questions to is hugely important it's it's wonderful it's great it's fucking spiffing al have we got an order as a as a which means you're first oh, fuck it. um every time uh yes so off the back of a couple of weeks price biff um where i talked about loki the show mm. on disney plus um which is very enjoyable uh i would like to raise that one more on the disney platform there is a channel that you have to kind of do a weird thing to unlock it so if you don't if you haven't done this do it because you may find out you've got a lot more content than you thought you had there's like a channel called stars and you have I to didn't have to do anything it just yeah i think it depends it, it it depends i think if you had like a parental thing turned on because uh, it's okay. all content for like 18 year olds yeah um just 18 year olds not just 18 year olds it, yeah. you can't be older or younger <laughs> um so if that isn't turned on and you haven't got stars it's quick fix and you'll find all the wonderful like 20th century fox back catalog of like action films and uh yeah prison break and all that shit um and one show that's on there is modok which is uh a marvel animation but it's like yeah. stop motion animation it's basically robot chicken so it it's yeah. it's seth green um and Patton Oswald. Patton Oswald plays Modoc, who yeah. just uh, I can't think of a better casting <laughs> it's so fucking ever good. in the history of cinema. Um, but it's just really funny. It's <laughs> it's really irreverent. It's there's no sort of gravitas, it does there's no big plots or schemes or like no. um you don't have to know anything, it's just complete um immersion and like escapism. And yeah. I, I thoroughly suggest watching it just for a bit of, of madness. And apparently I can't remember where I read this, but apparently it is all canon as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can tell there's oh, bits wow. in it where it's like, oh, I reckon they put this in for a reason, but yeah, just completely switch off. And yeah. the, the, this week's episode was just fucking great. There was a fight scene in it where I, I, I've never been as entertained since old boy, <laughs> I don't think, in a, in a fight scene. Oh, amazing. I've not seen this week's episode, so I'm going to have to have a look. Um, M-O-D-O-K. Modoc. Yes. Um, did we talk about uh, Invincible when that came on as well? Yes. Yes. That's that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely different thing, but um, yeah, no, suddenly I could. I was just getting excited about animated superhero stuff for eighteen-year-olds. Um, yeah, no, that is a really good shout. I've I have very much enjoyed Murdoch. Uh, as of, which means I I am second. Um, I am going to 
uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spiff someone even though I've not actually watched any of their content yet. Um, when I was talking to the wonderful Mr. Things uh, yesterday, um, we were talking about um, film photography. Um, and I was getting excited and nerding out and, and all of that. Um, and talking about the fact that, you know, like, obviously, people listening, unless you've been to my house, you're probably not going to understand what I'm talking about. But you know, I've got like the cupboards under the sitting room. Um, potentially like clearing one of them out and turning it into a dark room, but like a a dark room that you have to either kneel or sit on the floor in. Um, just that I've got somewhere I can actually do some some dark room stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so we were talking about this and then we are talking about film photography and uh, he asked if I had ever watched Grainy Days, um, which is a YouTuber with 120 so um, subscribers. Um, does a lot of uh, film stuff um and when when phil was talking about it he said like he's got a really dry sense of humor um he's a bit of a hipster but like funny and all of this and i was like okay yeah if phil's recommending it it's probably going to be pretty good um so i kind of thought I'll, I'll i'll give it a go uh but i haven't given it a go yet until just now when when we stopped for the the, the spiffing break um, I watched 12 seconds of the the video that that appears on his channel homepage thing, and uh, and it basically said um, that he was going to be doing a, a thing today. And you know, if if that sounds interesting, then you know, please stick around. Uh, if it doesn't, then please still stick around because I need the validation. And uh, and it just made me giggle. I was like, okay, I yep, I approve. Just based on that 12 seconds, I like this guy. Um, so yeah. Uh, Go and check out Grainy Days on YouTube. I will be doing the same this week, May maybe next week after the truck stuff's done. Um, but yeah, uh, Grainy Days. It's it's a great pun because uh, film grain and and rain. It, you got there. It's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I'm with you, <laughs> uh, Brett. What about you? What who would you like to spiff? Yeah, well, this was a random YouTube suggestion and even though we've been talking about useful information and knowledge i would say this is more um silly and kind of unnecessary knowledge <laughs> but there's a gentleman whose channel goes by sam o nella there's another pun ah. for you steve um so sam o nella academy is very juvenile illustrated and animated videos that are just giving you information on a very specific topic like the worst animal skeletons so it's clearly an opinion but you know some of these animals i agree with they have very bad skeletons and we need to be aware of that um <clears throat> he will also go on to um topics that are a little bit more <clears throat> A little bit more useful or or like historical misconceptions he has a couple videos for historical misconceptions um stuff that i feel like i've heard of and i'm i'm either wrong or he just dives into the information a little bit more so clearly he's just he's just sharing random facts and information but hmm. it's presented in such a silly way with this terribly drawn stick figure and like <laughs> all the animals if he shows animals they always just look upset or uncomfortable um 
I, yeah, I don't know how he's doing his channel or if he's moved on to something else because he's produced a handful of videos and he has I, 3 million subscribers, but like hasn't done anything in a year and <laughs> doesn't seem to be caring about <laughs> producing any bit anymore. Right. I've definitely watched some of these videos before and they're, they're fucking just brilliant. They're so silly and dumb and i don't know yeah. something was a bit mindless but also i learned maybe a, a new random little fact you know yeah it's, it's just silly I, they, they remind me a little bit of uh the three minute philosophy videos that they did um we spent fucking years ago yeah um it was a long like, time ago yeah just short sharp funny animation that is educational as well yeah i've been i've been having a good time one of my favorites is what was the uh inuit folklore yeah <laughs> so he just dives into yeah some some like really sh strange and obscure folklore that i've never known about and then <laughs> he has his own little uh you know digs that he takes at almost everything uh, that he's covering topic wise so it's worth it's worth just checking out for the silliness of it the videos are very short and then yeah just kind of bite-sized so have at nice. it nice yeah. Um, cool. Is there any other business? Not from me. Is is that two or is it's that a double? It's a double helping. Okay. Ooh, he's got it. One's just a slight amendment to my spiff. Um, I think in this, if you're in the states, it's on Hulu, not Disney Plus. Oh. Easy fix. Um, the second one is a rewind to last week when we were talking about a a certain German discount store. <laughs> and contrary to popular belief and the pronunciation of the supermarket by themselves in their own communications, it's not <laughs> actually pronounced little at all. Um, it's Lidl. So it's, it would actually be the, the middle Lidl, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, it's definitely little. Um, it, it, is that it? Those two? Cool. Um, I I do have one bit of AOB, which is something that I think we talked about in an, a relatively recent episode, but also kind of applies to this one, uh, which is that uh, Theodore Kaluza is the physicist and mathematician who, in his 30s, um, taught himself to swim from a book and was successful in his first attempt in water. So that just goes to pr prove that with the right amount of knowledge and no prior experience or knowledge, you can learn something new. So there you go. The more you know. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. It's just because we talked about it a little while ago and it came up whilst it came into my head whilst we were doing the thing. And I was like, I'm going to double check on that. So muscle density, you know, what we take, um, tidal flow, what we take into account here, Steve. Everything. How waterproof he, was this book? <laughs> that's why he did. Do you, do you remember when you used to do it as a kid? You had the little flotation things. You used to hold it. Yeah, he was just doing that. Uh, just holding that in front of him and kicking his legs. Um, yeah, uh, that is it for AOB, I think. I think, is it? If this comes out on Wednesday, which it might, should, hopefully will, uh, then you still have time to get in on the uh, Alex Paul Ironwork cookbook competition thing where you get to win a chef's knife, a set of pans, or a uh, day for... I really want to say bandana then. 
you, you can't win a band that we don't have bandanas. Um, but <laughs> polo shirts either, apparently. Yeah, I fucking know. I can't believe I brought up a fucking t-shirt instead. Um, yeah, uh, or uh, uh, a day at the forge. Um, so yeah, uh, all you need to do is go buy a book. Go buy a book. The books are good, and you get to learn how to cook stuff. Um, but you don't have to follow stops. the rest. Stop. But you don't have to follow the recipe. I I get that this week. I didn't get it last week. <laughs> Um, yes, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. I'll be back. Was that enough time this time? It was, you dragged out a bit. You fucking... I've got a long one. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh... What was the other thing that I was going to say? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, we love you. Uh, oh, yeah, if you want to find us as a group, uh, Fools for Tools. We, we, you were so we, close. You were, on, you were on the home straight. I know. I, I just fucking fell at the final furlong. Furlong? Hurdle. Furlong. 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 Fur I mean, you can fall at the final furlong, but it depends what obstacles are there. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, until next week, um, I'm going to drink some water and get some sleep. Uh, Brett is going to uh, look at toilets and Al is going to sit there and stare at me in a disappointed fashion. Um, we love you. We'll see you later. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.